It's not worth winning if you can't win Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cake Eaters podcast. My name is Brandon. I've got my co-host Heath with me. And today is the the day everybody's been waiting for. We are starting our journey into the original Mighty Ducks movie. And so how we're kind of going to break it down, because it's it's, it's a long movie and we have so much to talk about, is we're going to break it into a couple different parts. We're, we're going to break it into five parts. And so that'll roughly be about 20 minutes per part. Um, but there, we, we cut it up to be kind of go with scene ends, uh, instead of like actual minute markers. So I'll give you guys the, the, the full breakdown right here. So part one, which is today's episode, we're going to be going through the start of the movie through the 19th minute. And then part two is going to be the 19th minute until about the 42nd minute. Part three is going to be minute 42 to minute 60. And then part four is going to be minute 60 to minute 81. And then the fifth and final part will be the 81st minute until the end of the movie. So then you guys can uh, follow along with us frame by frame now that you have those minute markers down. Um, and so, yeah, five parts going through the original Mighty Ducks movie. And then after that, we'll do a couple special episodes where we kind of deep dive into specific scenarios and situations that happen in this original movie. You know, I'm pumped. It's, it's what we've all been waiting for. Heath. electricity is in the air, Brandon. It's like, you know, the way I like to think about our podcast vibe right now is like 98 bulls jazz jordan's final game he's shooting it over byron russell he's giving us his final farewell that is the energy that we have here right now and the cake eaters podcast because we got the mighty ducks on the docket brandon i mean how are you feeling i feel fantastic i don't know if i feel exactly like that like like the, the farewell shot here i feel like the the way you set that up i feel like we're it's like we're getting ready to, to end the podcast, which is not the case. Oh, no, I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mean to set us up to under deliver. I was just talking about the excitement, that electricity. I'm talking One, Marv Albert. You know, <laughs> you know what this excitement reminds me of, Heath? Tax day. Oh, that is what I'm talking about, because it's just Terry knows it's that extra special feeling of uncomfortable. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But, you know, here we are, Brandon. We are kicking off. It is the Mighty Ducks. Are yes. you ready to dig into this, man? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the, the, the first 19 minutes of, of the Mighty Ducks because there is a there is 19 minutes does not sound like a lot, but there is a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack within the first three minutes within, within the first like opening credits of, of this movie. There's so much going on. It's Just- ridiculous. To let the listeners know out there, it took me almost two hours to watch the first 20 minutes of this movie. There was so <laughs> much happening and I had to catch it all, man. I was I was Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like, I've got to catch them all, man. Yeah, it took me a long time, too. I was I, I first of all had the subtitles turned on. Didn't want to miss anything. And then yes. I was I was pausing and rewinding the whole entire time. 
Yeah. Oh, the feature on, uh, I have a Roku TV, so it has the little back 30 seconds button. Oh, yeah. uh, I've just mm-hmm. been, I've, I've been living on that in the pause button while I'm jotting down notes, but anyways, <laughs> you know, we don't want, we don't want to, to give the listeners too much on how the sausage is made. But anyways, let's jump in Brandon, because we've got opening credits and mm-hmm. nostalgia is just emanating from my pores. Like, I'm not kidding. The, I was flashing the mu- back the music alone. The music, the music like the music the credits as they come up the even like the font and the styling of it yeah. kind of took me <laughs> back like i was i was on first street in wayne nebraska with uh you know early 90s we still had like the late 80s like shag carpet brown couches i may have been in a beanbag definitely had popcorn with m&ms in it if you guys are looking for a movie snack you better be sprinkling some m&ms on your popcorn if you're doing it right so anyways, we got opening credits. Um, I'm so glad you watched it with subtitles on because the announcer for this Pee-wee game, this guy oh. is the real deal. Yes. That's a hell of a call. Yeah, it's it's like uh and I'm assuming he's a radio announcer, right? Yeah. I'm assuming yeah, he's oh, a radio he, announcer. He sounded uh one hundred percent nineties radio guy. Like he that was well, total voice. Seventy-three. He's that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> The, the movie it's is not released. What I say it's what I mean, Brandon. I, the the movie the movie released in, in, in ninety was it ninety one or ninety two? Was probably should have ninety one. Ninety one. Uh, no, nineteen ninety two. Nineteen ninety two. So in, in that in that aspect, nineties radio. But the the flashback that we that we have going on for this opening credits is of nineteen seventy three. The nineteen seventy three Minnesota State Pee Wee Championship. Oh, and it's and it's uh, Duluth versus and it's Edina, right? The Edina Hawks. So we have the we have the Edina Hawks. Um, I don't know if they actually ever mentioned that it's the Edina Hawks in it, this movie, but in Game Changer season one, they call them the Edina Hawks. Yeah. So, so we can confirm. Can confirm. So the they're the Edina Hawks, and they Battling are playing Duluth. Duluth East. Duluth East. Okay, East. that's a good clarifier. Duluth East. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it is it is statewide uh state minnesota statewide peewee championships yeah and he's i mean we've got a great call because we've got bombay with the steel gordon gordon bombay gordon bombay rocking like he's like 10 i think maybe he looks really small but he's he's you know he's playing he's the star of the hawks he steals the puck i think they're like 10 or 11 10 or 11 something 10 or 11 he steals the puck. He's on a breakaway. He's going. He's getting chased down. And then, boom, he is hooked from behind. Hooked from Whistle behind. blows. We get the call. It's a penalty. Little Gordon. Bombay. Gordy. Big Gordy. We're, we're at number nine, like Gordy Howe, his uh, namesake. What a great um, what a great shout out to, to that. I actually met Gordy Howe when I was working for a minor league uh, hockey team. He used to play for the Houston Arrows. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The hockey team I worked for. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> fun, fun he, little aside. I, th- I believe that's that's when he played for the Houston Arrows of the WHA. I believe that was the same time that he was playing with both of his sons. They were also on the Houston Arrows. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Um, obviously, I was not working for for the Arrows then. Um, no, when no, I was no, working but... <laughs> for the Arrows in the two thousands, Gordy Howe was very retired and very old. Yes, but yeah, he's he Gordy Howe was uh, amazing, one of the best players of all time, and he played. Uh, Forever, I, yeah. I forget what what age he was when he's retired, but it, I it was close, if not past. It was close to, if not past fifty, when he like retired. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, he was able to play with both of his sons on the, on the same team, like a uh, like good old Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. Love to see it. It's Love a beautiful it. moment. Yeah. It's, I mean, Brandon's uh, family corner highly encourages. Yeah. Imagine how good of a parent Gordy Howe was. Actually, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I want to say that. I, I you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, wanna, I, I don't know anything about Gordy Howe or his parenting styles. I don't want to say that and then like look, or, you know. Have, have someone, just, have just someone be, Google it and like, yeah, yeah. some crazy I, shit going down. You, know, you, you know how it is nowadays. You always, yeah, anytime, yeah, yeah, yeah. anytime you're about to praise somebody, you got to Google, you know, their name and then bad stuff just to make sure nothing, <laughs> nothing happened. Got to double check those. Yeah. Anyways, let's, just, let's jump <laughs> back into the game because we get some, some prime coach Riley uh, showing that he is kind of a sociopathic coach. We, oh. we jump over, gives yes. the worst well, so, pep talk. Known yes, the worst, to man so he gives, for a 10 year old kid. This is absurd pep talk, dude. And so he gives this worst pep talk. And I don't understand. So the, the way they the way they set it up, so it's it's overtime. Tie game, right? Gordon, oh, I have this in my notes. They, Gordon, it didn't did make Gordon, any fucking sense. Yeah, so it's overtime, it's a tie game. Bombay steals the puck, gets tripped, gets a penalty shot. And they so it's tied. He spoiler alert, he misses the penalty shot. But it should go into double overtime or another overtime. Well, or well they, they shots, should they, 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 right? Like, why do they lose? They they lose in overtime. I just don't think they 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 show that. They just part. don't show it. Uh, yeah, which doesn't make any sense. But so they, they treat Bombay missing the penalty shot as if he lost the game, even though it's still tied. Yes. Okay. See, I wrote that down. I, I literally I put in my notes that like, wait a second. We got to pause here for a second. <laughs> the game continuity doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, why is yeah. this poor kid owning all this? But hold on. Before we get there, we have the, Coach the, Riley's the, shittiest yes. pep talk ever. The shittiest pep talk ever. And it's... Uh, Do you hear what he says? So he, he yeah, says he goes, he, I don't know what it means where he's like... What does it mean where uh, he's like, I, I don't don't want to see any goats uh, around here after the game? The, well, so before before goat was kind of repackaged into greatest of all time okay in sports situations it used to be used as like a slur like if you messed up you were the goat of the game like like right right. it's like a scapegoat essentially like you're the reason they lost you're you're the goat yeah yeah yeah. um it's good for goats to get repackaged right yeah now 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 when you say that it's like people think greatest of all time you know wow who would have ever thought that goats would be the biggest winner of the modern day they used to be negative now they're positive shout out Uh goats yeah we should we gotta tell our our good friends the uh the alpacas that you know we gotta gotta we got to get alpacas uh, branded into something. We got to, we got to figure out who the, the PR team behind the goats is, you know, we got to get them on the phone. Exactly. And it's, <laughs> I, do you think it's just because they spit that people have beef with, with alpacas? They just don't appreciate getting spit on. Well, alpacas are the nicer ones. The llamas are the ones that are fucking spitting on you. The oh, llamas... see, and that's why alpacas get bad names. Fucking llamas. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everybody loves the llama because their name, because the name, you know, it rhymes with shit. It's fun to say. Alpacas is a bit of a mouthful. That's why we need the PR team. We got to re we got to rebrand. All right. Anyways, <laughs> let's get back to Riley. So, so that's, that, that's, 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 that's the go. That's the go. That makes sense. He's essentially saying, I don't, don't fuck this up for me. And yeah. then he, he doubles down and he goes, if you miss it, I'm afraid if he, he, if he says, if you miss the shot, but it, he goes to Bombay and he goes, you're not just going to let me down. You're going to let your whole team down too. Yeah. And I put a capital W T F. 
after that <laughs> quote in my notes because what dude like and then like um and then he also says yeah i'm sorry your dad couldn't be here like hey don't forget your dad died um, well yeah so that's that's a little bit later on i forget when that is oh, but yeah they, they, yeah because they they like later on in the movie they flash back to the scene yeah. Um, I think it's right right before the Hawks right before they play the Hawks it like flashes back to this and yeah that's when he doubles down and he's he's essentially like I know your dad just died that oh, sucks Lord. it would have been would have been real tight if he was here to see you you know yeah and you know we're we're Hawks apologists but man that's rough stuff that's yeah. that's, that's pretty rough like you know, you know how the you... announcer is like on his little shoulders <laughs> you know how you don't motivate a kid is to bring up that their parent just died yeah, you know? like like the kid's going through some shit. It's a high pressure situation. Well, I think just late, him, like, don't later later on in the in the movie when when Bombay's talking to Hans, he mentions that 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 was the worst year of his life because he missed the penalty shot and his dad died. So him is his dad dying is fresh. That shit is fresh. It's yeah. and for Coach Riley to bring that up right before the penalty shot. What a like what a move, dude. What a move. It is absurd. You know what I also had in here that I thought was interesting that I, I was curious if it's still happening, how in this first part, the opening credits are breaking up all of this action. So like yeah. we're getting these scenes cut through with opening credits. I don't remember. Do, do movies still have opening credits? Like, am I just, am I crazy? I just don't remember. I can't like think of modern movies with opening credits, but maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just like a fucking it's- idiot. I don't know. It's not as big as it used to be okay. anymore. Opening credits because like a lot of the, Disney movies, like the, old the, westerns, old westerns have long opening credits. It's yeah, kind of annoying. it's and like nowadays, ever since um, like the mid two thousands, the the whole the huge like even in t- like TV shows, movies, all that kind of stuff. The the huge um, trend, I guess, is the cold open. Where you, okay. you where you start with you start with action right away and then there's like a brief like title scene that's that's you that's usually what things movies and TV shows do now because um, they like want gra- they, they want to grab your attention right away where it's yeah. just like boom we got something going on and then here's the movie instead of the yeah the elongated opening credits which I I don't know I it, I, I don't mind it this one wasn't bad especially like when, when they just take forever if it's just music and opening credits like yeah well, like the old know. westerns you mentioned they're usually it's just like shots of the the main character riding on a horse and then it's just yeah. credit 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 that's a little boring this yeah you had the cool. you had yeah you had intermix you had the the radio guys call even even while the the game wasn't showing and it was just the credits you still have the radio announcer call going so there's yeah. There was some action and it drew you in and I like that. And so uh, after the pep talk, I love it too. You get the classic coach Riley. All right. Like, <laughs> like I feel like that's one of those things where like, you could just see a picture of coach Riley in Hawks gear and you could hear him yep. saying, all right. And like popping <laughs> his collar, you know? Oh, I, I love the fucking I have collar. That, box, I have dude. a whole, t- I have, I, we'll we'll get into Coach Riley on the bench because he is a piece of work on that bench, man. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love it. And so it's it's rocking and rolling, and here it comes. We've got little Gordy. He's jumping in there. We got the one, we got the two, we got the three, and what do we got, Brandon? Triple Deke, baby. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, it felt good. Felt yeah, good. it's great seeing it. Yeah, classic it's- move. And it's, you know, to see it from the the master to the master of the Triple D, Bombay. 
like when Charlie does it, it's cool. But you know, it's to see Bombay do it is you know. And even though we missed it just a little bit, right? He's still the master. That I think was, was Coach Riley got. I think head. he he missed it left. Did he miss it left? Oh, yeah, yeah. missed it left. He, either way, Go, the the goalie's right. Bombay's left. There we go. And hits off the post. He drops down. This is actually in my This notes. is the most depressing shot I've ever seen in my entire life where he's yeah. on his knees, little nine-year-old, ten-year-old Gordon Bombay on his knees yeah. <laughs> with just, with the fucking spotlight on him, and he's just like, having the sitting there, sad. This is this is where <laughs> I wrote my notes though, where I was like, wait a second, I'm confused. Like that that was his chance to win the game. It should be it should be tied. It's like, still tied. It's still tied. Like it's, but anyways, uh, somehow they won off of this miss. I, I don't know. And, and, well, I like, think, and I think on the, top of that, did you see Coach Riley like look down in disgust? He like, oh, yeah. He, he just couldn't even look at little Gordon. Uh, couldn't handle it. Man. Either, anyways, that's, the, that's our opening scene. Yeah. What that's how, the, that's how, that's how we kick it off. There, I mean, the emotions are running so high right now because of that opening scene. That's a great job. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Underscored by the music was, you know, goosebumps all around. Oh, for sure. And now, so post post opening credits, you got anything else for the opening credits? No, I think that was it. Uh, it's just beautiful. It was yeah. such a great way to start. The, it like sets the tone perfectly for his behavior in this next seat, because next <laughs> up it's courtroom time. We yeah. have Bombay. So, so, so the, the, the opening uh, game scene, 1973 PBC championships. Yeah. Now we cut to present day, which is 1992. So we get adult Gordon Bombay. Lawyer style. Lawyer. He's ready. He's up there. He is. He is so, up there. He is grilling an old lady. Did yes. you see that? This so is an I, old lady. I, I did not notice that until this recent watch. I never noticed it before. And then it pans. So he he's grilling the old lady. And then the, the other lawyer objects. And yep. he goes back to the bench. And while he's walking back to the bench, it cuts to the rest of the courtroom. And everybody that is on the, the uh, plaintiff's side. Because uh, so, Bombay's he's defending, uh, yeah. he's the defendant lawyer. So everybody on the plaintiff side is just it's just row after row of old people. It's like I'm a retirement ass- home. I'm a, yeah, I'm assuming this the guy that Bombay is defending like just fucked over a bunch of old people. Yeah, right? I'm assuming he ripped them off. Like yeah. like some a kind Ponzi of Ponzi scheme. scheme yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a, like any adult watching this movie is like, oh yeah, that guy sucks. He just yeah. uh, he swindled a whole bunch of old people out of their retirement. Yeah, I never noticed that before though. Before no, the, no, this, no. Like, it's, it's a great. There's so many like super super subtle adult like nods and winks in this movie. Uh, I, oh. I was really surprised yes. going back. Like your boy MC Gaming. Oh, dude, Grand Funk Railroad, dude. He was oh, for the Grand dude, Funk don't, Railroad. Don't, okay, we'll get there. Just don't even get me started. You know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna funk you up just a little bit here. So, so, <laughs> so, so, before we get too carried away, so he is, yeah. So he's grilling this old lady. He says something about like the his defendant was only trying to protect everybody from her greed. Is yes, what he says. Yes, he was uh, like the old lady's greed. He put. My client put his neck on the line for your greed. Yeah, and so that's when the other lawyer objects, and then the the judge calls him, 
to the bench, but Bombay is like, Bombay is like, I'm going to stall. So he goes over to his, his client and is like, what's he say? He's like, I'm just, I don't really have anything to say to you. I'm just over here to keep him waiting. He, yeah. He hates it. Or he, something like that. He, yeah. He's like, he's like, he loves it. Oh, dr- drives him crazy. I drives think him, that's what it is. Drives him crazy. And he's like, please go be my lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he got. Okay, sounds. But so good. then, so then he yes, what a dick. What he a goes dick move. So he goes up to uh, the the bench, the, the stand. Please the stand. Approach. Goes up to the stand. That's right. Thank you. Um, he goes up to the stand with the other lawyer, and they're talking to the judge. And then, so wait, hold on. Do you remember what he says to the lawyer? Because it's a great lawyer bird. Oh, this is the same tie you wore yesterday. Yeah, nice yeah, yeah. tie, Frank. You wore that yesterday, didn't you? Oh, this, lawyer there's burn. A, there's a couple. There's a couple scenes later on with that same lawyer wearing the same tie. He wears the same tie um, again. I but, love uh, that. I didn't notice that. <laughs> but so yeah, he does that to the. He burns the the other lawyer with the tie joke, and then he starts talking to the judge because the judge is like, "You need to like, we need relevant cross examination." Yeah. And then Bombay spouts now. So I'm not a lawyer. I put but, bird law. Excellent but bird law. What Bombay says to the judge sounds like fucking gobbledygook nonsense. So what he yep. says is, I haven't written down because I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? He said, <laughs> I just put bird law again. So he Charlie wrote Day bird law. So Go he's ahead. so the the judge is like, you can't. We need cross. We need relevant cross examination. You can't just ask him whatever you want or whatever. And Bombay goes, uh, he's he's the exact line. He goes the. We all know the applicability of societal intent vis-a-vis individual action is well established. What? What? What does that mean? The applicability of societal intent vis-a-vis individual action is well established. Now, I'm not a lawyer. This maybe this is maybe this actually makes sense, and I'm just an idiot. But this confused the fuck out of me it sounds like they just threw a bunch of lawyer words in there and we're like that that that's fine that'll be good that's why i went straight to it's always sunny in philadelphia charlie day <laughs> bird law yeah but the, so then then he brings it around he goes uh just after, after, his face in it just bold as brass after he says the fucking gobbledygook nonsense he goes now i'm citing higgins v or minnesota v higgins which is a case that the got overturned. They overruled the judge in appellate court. I think is what he says. Yeah. And it, and then he goes, if I remember correctly, that was your case, right? To the to the judge. Yeah. And so then the judge gets all scared because he doesn't want to be overturned again. And he's like, and then he lets Bombay do whatever the fuck he wants. Just bold as brass, like rubbing his nose in it. Yeah. Well, so so then it, it's so then it cuts to them the the two Bombay and the other lawyer leaving the courtroom. And you can see the so they're walking down the stairs yelling at each other, and in the background you can see a couple of the old ladies like glaring them down. <laughs> yes, he's like, "You really stooped to an all-time low with this one, Bombay." Yeah, he's, and then he's Bomb- like, "I'm insulted, Frank. You have no idea how low I can stoop." Yes, and then go my for that fa- W, baby. My favorite, yeah. My he's, he's like, "You got to go for the W." And then my favorite thing is, uh, so I, the other lawyer is like complaining. He's like, "I don't mind losing. I would just like to lose fairly." And and then he he starts uh, going at Bombay and he's like that guy he's like I think he says like what about justice that guy should be in jail and Bombay I love yells this. at him he yells yeah. at him he goes and it's your job to put him there not don't mine. get yeah don't get mad at me which is- I did my job like you know you know what I put I was like Bombay 
was correct in his assessment, but it is an indictment on the American justice system that that's what it's up to. You know, like that's what it yeah. depends on. Oh, yeah. Like if, if your lawyer sucks, you will see no justice if the other person can find some bullshit loophole. And I love, like they set Bombay up as like the asshole lawyer so well, because then he ends and he's like, next time do your job, Frankie boy. Oh, yeah, I, love I love him calling him Frankie boy. What a great oh. Just totally <laughs> talking down to him. And so yeah. that that kind of ends the courtroom scene there. But oh, my word. Oh, so then, then it goes to so Bombay's back at his law office. Yeah, he's the walking Duckworth in. office. Ducksworth, Saver and Gross, I think is the, the full. I think that's okay. what they call it. Duckworth. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, Ducksworth. And so he's walking in with the, the secretary. Yeah. And <laughs> he's all he's, he's like undefeated again. Uh, and then the secretary brings up the fact that he lost one case and he goes, yeah, yeah, but we don't count that. And she goes, and why don't we count that Bombay? And he goes, because I scored with the court reporter. Hell yes. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Brandon, because we have gone in depth on this podcast about Bombay, the player that yes. we know he is. And, this and is there's, was so it I, a mom? Was oh, was yeah. the court reporter a mom? Because this he's Maybe. a little bit younger. Did he start his affinity for the moms? I, think, I don't think the mom affinity started until Charlie's mom. I think that's what. Okay, do you think off. that's what? Do you think that's what kicked it off? Okay, okay, that yeah. makes sense. But but we don't know. We do we we don't ever get any confirmation if the court reporter is a mom or not. We don't know. But you know, hey, that's that's not it's not but a there, bad, there is, uh, not there's, bad win. There's that, and then there is. Uh, there's another scene later on in the movie um, where <laughs> Coach Riley talks about is talking to Bombay and Bombay is like, oh, yeah, I'm coaching District 5 now. And, Bob, and Riley goes, <laughs> he goes, oh, you got a you got a kid on the team or something? Yeah. <laughs> there's so there's so many like little between the court reporter scoring with the court reporter O'Reilly's line. There's a couple like uh, like digs at Bombay being a player. Yeah. That, that I, I, I same with the old lady thing. I didn't notice until this last watch around you know yeah these watching this back as an adult and really breaking it down is opening my eyes up to a lot of really great subtle humor oh the other thing the the other thing oh shoot the other so the other thing so there he's talking to the secretary and he's like we don't count that one because i scored with the court reporter and then i believe his next line is uh she had an intelligent body, I think is what he says about the court report. No, that's what the that's what uh, Jeannie says. She's like, Is that the one that you said had an intelligent body? That's right. Okay, yes, yeah. Jeannie's great. <laughs> I love Jeannie. She's sharp as a tack, you know. Oh, Jeannie, she, yeah. She gives Bombay the business and he does he deserves yes. it. Like, yes, she's goes, shout out Jeannie. Yeah, Jeannie's kills it. I, I like Jane too. The Jane's great. The uh, fresh, did you, fresh out of law school. Did you like where he turns and asks her no calls on the duck phone? Yeah. I saw him in there. Like yeah, he was in, he was the back room. Yeah. Um, and then she, <laughs> she, she. They also set up his hate for hockey because uh, Jeannie's like so and so dropped off some seats for the North Stars game, and I always forget that they moved the North Stars from Minnesota down to Dallas. Mm -hmm. And and yeah. then didn't Dallas win a championship after they moved down there? A couple of years. Yeah. A couple. They, a couple of years after. They they with moved, Mike Madonna, right? Yes. Yeah, Brett so they, Hall. They move, yeah, yeah, with Brett, Mike Madonna, Brett Hull, uh, Eddie Belfour, I believe, was the goalie. So they moved 1993, I think. So, like, the North Stars moved legitimately right after this movie, like a year after this movie. 
okay. They moved to Dallas and then they won the Stanley Cup in like 98, 99, okay. something like that. This is a little bit further after. I used to actually work in the Stars Arena in like okay. people, like the practice, not the arena, the practice arena, like oh, where yeah, they okay. like up north in Frisco. It's it's north of Dallas and Frisco, and people would learn the times of. The I think practices. that's where they're. That's where their their minor league affiliate is now is up in Frisco. Yeah, it's the Tornadoes, and then the Mavericks uh, minor league team. That's who I was working for. They're not. The, they're not the Tornadoes anymore. They're the, oh, they're not. But they're the, the Legends the tech- play there too. Texas Stars, I believe, was their name. Oh, nice. Well, e- either way, people would line up on the way in and out of the arena, and um, it was just really awkward to walk through these people when I was trying to work and, like, trying to go get a beer and a shot at lunch. Like, we were calling – we were doing cold call sales out of a phone book, you know? Like, it was it was rough. It was rough biz. You know, we were just getting kickstarted and, like, you know, yeah, just God, – God forbid uh, those people are just waiting outside my place of work. Yeah, dude, get the <laughs> fuck out of my way, man. Like, I don't want to see you and your fat kids. <laughs> I'm kidding. That wasn't very nice. But I, it was really awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, I just, so so yeah. So he's got... like hockey blows raspberry. That's why I always love yeah. subtitles for little things like that. It's like <laughs> I, I always forget when you're like you know when you do that it's called a raspberry. Like that's yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, do you, is is it still called a ras? I always thought raspberry was when you did it like on on, on like someone's like stomach, like you blow yeah, yeah. a raspberry. That's what I thought, but they said blow a raspberry, so maybe so it's, it's just it's, when it's, you make that noise. Okay. That Good to know. Noise. Yeah. Good to know. Shout out uh, subtitles. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so that, that's when Jane comes in and Jane's yeah, got just files. stacks, stacks of files for, for another case. Yeah. Jane's giving he, him the business. Yep. About yep. 30 and one. Yeah. Yeah. He tells Jane, I'm reveling in my 30, and know, record. And Jeannie's like, not nah, 30 and one, sir. Yep. Even though, even though you fucked that court reporter, you know, it still, still counts, sir. Still counts. <laughs> still- Still counts. Um, a loss is a loss. Yeah. And he's kind of mean. He's like genie uh, type. Don't speak. Yeah, real, real rough. Well, he's mean to he's he's mean to genie. Uh, I think that was that like because she gives it back. Just, I think that was more yeah. out of fun. But he's a fucking dick to Jane. Yeah, he is not about Jane. Yeah, it, it, that comes that comes back around. But he gets the he gets the call from from Duckworth, and I love what he does here. Where he's like, <laughs> "Nice, thank you very much, Mister Duckworth." Yeah. Duckworth, quack, 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 Because yeah. that comes back later in the movie. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, when, yeah. Like, when he starts quacking. Well, at that's, him and stuff. That, yeah, that's where the, the, that's where the quack, quack 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 thing starts. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely. Oh man, I just I got so fired up when he did that. It's yeah. it's a great it's a great moment. And um, he does it like in this scene, and he then delivers. When, when he does it to he does it to Mr. Ducksworth later on in the movie, he does it like such such a like condescending, fucking a, like smarky like asshole way. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah, quack quack yeah. quack quack quack, Mr. Ducksworth. Yeah, in like <laughs> such a shitty way, and then and then like he goes in there, and Mr. Ducksworth is like, he's like, oh yeah, the win, whatever. He's like, hey, Bombay, score, don't spike. Yes. Like, you know, like mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. subtly score, uh, scolding him for being so arrogant about the way he operates in the in the courtroom. And he's just yeah. like not picking up on it at all. Like Bombay is no. not picking up what he's putting down. Because then, it, then it's then it's a hard cut after he lays into him hard cut to Bombay's car, which I was trying oh to figure boy. out. I was trying to figure out what kind of car it was and I couldn't. Um, it looked like some maybe like a Miata or something like yeah. that. That's something what I was like, kind like of picturing. Real, like real budget sports car, you know, something like, really not made for the streets of Minnesota no. in the snow. I have that in my like, no. like number one, 
you're driving drunk. But number two, that car in yeah. the snow, and those are snow packed streets. Like, yeah, that's not that something was... that you're driving that fucking car fast in. Like, no wonder you're <laughs> swerving everywhere and got, yeah. you know, like, spoiler alert, got reckless in danger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, that is like, we are both from winter weather states. Like, we like as soon as we see stuff like that, it's like, oh, dude, you're gonna kill everyone and you're gonna get stuck. And that yep. fucking bastard is gonna like just I've, clang up the interstate. We've seen it before. Yeah, I, I luckily now and towards the end of my tenure, I mean, now it doesn't make that much difference. It doesn't snow in Atlanta, but towards the end of my tenure in Denver, I had uh, an all-wheel drive SUV. But before that, uh, for the longest time. I had like little like two wheel drive sedans. Oh boy. Shit was rough. Yeah. I, yeah, I would, yeah, I would. There was one time I was like driving. I, one time I used to work at Dick Sporting Goods. Shout out Dick Sporting Goods. Um, one of the worst places I've ever worked. Just <laughs> shout out garbage. They're going to love that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> but I remember because it, it was at, at like a real uh, popular mall uh, just outside of, uh, broomfield colorado uh, so like just south of boulder uh and i was driving there i had to drive on the highway to, to get to work from my my place and i worked in the like uh i worked the the winter months because it was they were you know hiring staff for the christmas rush or whatever yeah and i was driving and i had my my 2005 buick century driving uh two wheel front i think it was front wheel drive um, which is like, it's the worst thing you could ever have in the fucking snow. And I was driving on the highway and legitimately, and I was not drunk like Bombay. I would never drink and drive, but like spun out, like spun out like a complete, like what's, what's three sixty times two cookie. Oh, I don't know. Wait, uh, seven twenty. So a complete like seven twenty, and came like inches, inches away from smacking the median. Thank God it was like. Cause, cause it was Christmas rush. So I was going in for like an early morning shift. It was real early in the morning. Nobody was on the road. Thank God. It was just yeah. me. Just like a fucking complete, like seven twenty spin. Just missed, missed the median. You can't, you can't mess around with those fucking, those, those sedans, or those fucking bullshit budget sports cars that Bombay's driving in the snow, dude. It's, it, and especially when you, when you factor in the, the booze on top of it. Yeah, and he's he, not kids. only is he drinking and driving, he's like, the asshole who's drinking like legitimately while he's driving yeah. and just throwing the open container bottle in the back seat. What the fuck, Bombay? Like, what a psycho. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, did you see his license plate? Just when. Just so win good. Because so like, well, was that, asking for trouble, man. That, that was that was the great hard cut because you had yeah. Ducksworth being like, don't be an asshole when you win, like win with grace and then hard cut to his license plate. Just win. <laughs> and, and tires just screeching, just yeah. driving like a lunatic in the snow. He's swerving all over the place. And so all of a sudden we see it, we hear it. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Yep. Yep. That noise that makes your stomach fall through the bottom of your intestines. But Bombay keeps driving. He doesn't stop. He keeps driving to the point where the cop has to pull up alongside of him and yeah. yell at him pull over <laughs> pull over and then i i love this part is that the cop he rolls down the window for the cop and the music it's is blaring just blaring. as loud as it was when he was just driving all over the place <laughs> and he's like i guess it was a whittle noisy yeah. <laughs> 
so good. So good. It's, it's great. And so the cop knows like instantly because he's swerving all over the place. It has to smell like oh, yeah. you're everywhere. He has multiple open beer bottles in his yeah. in his car. He in was his swerving. And his license you, plate says just win. You yeah, know, you're like coming you up. Know, there's no way this guy's not an alcoholic. <laughs> There's no way this guy's not an alcoholic. And and did you like what the cop said too? He's like, "I'm taking you down to the precinct. You want uh, breath, blood, or urine?" And then Bombay. No, no thanks. I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> I just put, oh, the balls. Yeah. Classic. Well, classic Bombay. Like because Bombay in, in Game Changers, he does it a lot where he he makes a stupid deck and then he laughs at himself. So he, yeah. exactly what he does here. He goes, "No thanks. I'm full," and then just starts laughing to himself. <laughs> like not the time for that kind of joke for sure (laughs) and and so i love that right after that happens when the cop tells him to get out of the car we cut scene to the the courtroom yeah his his court his court date which is like that's a real quick court date for a dui right i don't think they usually do it right after no i yeah I think that they like did, they must have held like a special prosecutor's hearing or something. Well, because it, it's the same judge and the same lawyer as they the got first one. Called which, like, in. What, what are the fucking chances? You know. Well, the what judge the- said the judge said I got called in and I to think I almost stayed home this morning. <laughs> yeah, because now now they're now after Bombay was a fucking dick to both of them during the first hearing. Now they're loving it. They're like here, you know, karma, oh, karma rears just- his hair relishing where where frank's wearing the same tie though same tie he's wearing the same tie the judge looks like a kid on christmas yeah that he has that that joy in his eyes and that smile that is from ear to ear you know like he just opened up the full set of ninja turtle action figures it's like 92 he's got he's got all four maybe maybe splinter maybe maybe shredder and a foot soldier I, not I, I may or may not be speaking from experience of like one of the dopest christmases ever <laughs> i wish i could yeah. live it. i miss christmas <laughs> as a kid dude. i miss toys yeah christmas as a kid was pretty tight oh so tight anyways um and that's what the judge says. I stayed home. Like, uh, did you do you remember what he says about Bombay's license too? Twelve moving violations in three years, right? Yeah. You know what it is? That's it's, a lot. It, that is a lot. Like, how do you still have a license? It's just because he's such a shithead lawyer. Yeah. It's the only way he's still that is a lot for three years. Like yeah. that's wow. that's that's four a year. And that's, so that's, that's that's one every quarter. Yeah, like that is absurd. Like it, it just I I can't I can't believe that. Oh, and for those of you at home, that's uh just traffic tickets, speeding tickets, like whatever. Yeah, mo- uh, yeah, moving violations is yeah, speeding ticket. Uh, I mean, even like running a stoplight, uh, running call, a stoplight, traffic Ill- violation, illegal turn. Yeah, you know? any of that stuff. Um, and so, but Bombay, but usually I don't know I don't know about Minnesota in the early nineties. But usually it's based on like a points system. Yep. So like you have like, say you have like 12 points on your license, like a speeding ticket, depending on the severity of it would be like three points or two yep. points. Or if you're like crazy speeding, sometimes it'd be like five points, you know? Yeah. yeah. If you're going like 40 or 50 over. Yeah. And then once you run out of points, your license is suspended. Um, and you got to like retake courses to get it back. Like yes. Really uh, so I don't know how Minnesota in the early nineties was. Maybe they just maybe it was maybe he just fucking you know Bombay sweet talked his way out of it. Yeah. Just sleep, sleeping with court reporter after court reporter to get out of these the suspension of license. One hundred percent. 
It's not going to happen this time. Frank's not going to let it happen. Oh, got to go for the W, right, Gordo? Yeah, yeah. The judge, the judge says, the judge says, because uh, Bombay is like, okay, let's cut to the point. Yeah. What what what's going to happen here? Suspension of license, fines, yeah. and the judge goes, "Yep, all of that, unless the DA uh, wants to uh, like plead, plead, plead to lesser charges." Which is, I'm assuming that's how he got out of the other ones. Is he just like pled to lesser charges? Yeah. But yeah, Frank Frankie's Frankie boy's not having it. He's he's going for the W. He's going for the kill. I love it. And then the defendant is released on his own cognizance. Recogn- recognizance recognizance something like that i think either we, way I, I think we all mess we both messed it up multiple times there i think but whatever either way essentially he, yeah he's he's free to walk um but he's you know he's and so so then is that when it cuts right to him at night in the lawyer office? yeah he's back okay. in the he's back in the office um taking notes by lamplight mr ducksworth he's try, comes, trying he's trying to find a fucking loophole for his d <laughs> once again i was in my word and and it goes back to like coach riley that experience had such a crazy impact so you know if you're a coach out there and same thing for brandon's parenting corner you better listen up your words have impact and meaning and you help create 40 year old alcoholic lawyers that's not 40 years old he's winning is he, he is he's he, probably is he, like 29 28 in this oh, maybe geez. maybe 30 because maybe, in, maybe in, i just in, wanted him to be older because I, 70, I don't want him to be younger than me in this movie brandon that means i'm old because 73 was the peewee championship and he was we'll say 10 right 10 i think is what we're going with for for how old they are maybe sure, maybe 10, 10 or 11. 11 so and this is what this would be 1992 so like 30 so, 31 yeah. now well you'd add nine years so he'd be or not nine years 19 years um, so he'd be like, yeah, 29, 29, 30, something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, shit. He is younger than me in this movie. And that makes me feel old. So yeah, he's a, he's a decorated lawyer. Wow. Well, I haven't done shit with how my many, life, but how many, here we are. how many court reporters have you slept with? He's, huh? N- none. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a court reporter on, on the notch on my bed. Yeah. Well, you're doing something wrong. He's doing something wrong. So anyways, get, get on Bombay's level. He's, I could never get on Bombay's level. I don't have that kind of game with the moms. Um, but we got Ducksworth. And I still can't believe Bombay is like gearing up to fight. And Ducksworth just shuts him down. And he's like, all right, cut the shit, dude. Like enough. You're not going to you're not going to uh, yeah. drag this company's good name through the mud. You're going to be guilty. He's just so dead set on fucking on winning, on beating this. I'm not letting Frankie yeah. boy get. I'm not gonna get let him beat him. me. He's 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 just he's after my throat. Yeah, it's it's like he's like you said, like you the coaches and the parents. I think we talked about this with Sophie from Game Changers in the last episode when she gets when she's like actually hurt and everybody's te- even her parents are telling her like no you can't play and she's sitting there like you motherfuckers told me to win at all costs and now you don't want me to play. Like that kind of pressure and that kind of mentality, you can't unlearn. No, without and, some serious work. Yeah, and like that's what like Bombay. Like I literally put like, dude, all that winning, all that. Like he's gonna need therapy. Yeah. Like and that and that goes back to it too. Like Duckworth is forcing him to take a break. Like have you ever seen that meme that's on Instagram where it's like maybe if I never take my time off. 
and I work through my lunches and it's someone slowly putting clown makeup on. Uh, and if I never use my PTO or sick time, the company will appreciate and promote me. And, and then by the end, they just are in clown makeup. <laughs> like use your fucking time off, man. Don't be like Bombay. Don't win at all costs. Use your time off, stay fresh, and then you'll keep your job for longer. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so there, um, he wants him to go what, what, do community service. Yeah, so so the judge made him do community service, uh, probation, pro, suspension, suspension and drugs. Yeah, and I'm sure there was a fine in there as well. Yeah, for and sure. And then uh, Ducksworth says, "My stipulation is you take a leave of absence from the firm." Yeah, yeah. He wants, Which to, I, he wants him they, to learn compassion and fair play. What they should have done is they should have made fuck, some fucking therapy. Well, I guess it's the '90s. Nobody did. Nobody cared about therapy in the '90s. No, but, but he should have. He should have got a therapy. Sure. Yeah, or an AA meeting, something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> something. Dude needs to talk his issues out because he's still reliving trauma of his dad dying yep. and his coach, sociopath coach, like, like mentally manipulating him and psychologically torturing him as a small kid. Like, man. Anyways, we we'll get into that in a different episode. But poor Bombay, <laughs> like, he needs to go talk to somebody. We, yeah. we talk about that a lot on the podcast, like kids. Go talk to somebody, man. Yeah. Like, like, it's talk good. it out. Talk it's good it for out. you. That's good for you. So, yeah. but but he honestly gets a pretty fucking good deal. So they're keeping oh. him on retainer, and yeah. he gets a limo. Yeah. So like, Ducksworth says, "Wow, you you have to take a leave of absence, but yeah. like you're a crazy good lawyer." And I think he, I think Duckworth, Ducksworth says, "Learning compassion through community service is going to make you a better lawyer." Yeah. So compassion I'm going to fair play. Yeah, better so, person so he, and better lawyer. So he's going to keep him on salary during his leave of absence. So he's not getting any pay doc, which what a fucking deal, especially in the early 90s. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's paying you for a leave of absence. Yeah, that's you know? crazy. And giving you a limo. Yeah, he's giving him yeah, a company paid limo to travel to transport him around while he's uh, his license is suspended. And that's where we get my boy, MC Ganey. Yeah, because here coming, we go. So we're cutting hot. over. We're cutting over to we're in the limo. I literally have in, in my notes, your boy up yes. here, MC Ganey. Yes. Um, and and his, quote, it, his quote to start it off is, in the 70s, I drove the tour bus for Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> God, I bet that was dope. Well, then, then he doubles down, and I forget if he says something in between that and this, oh, but then he starts talking about, he's like, I, I don't regret anything except the 80s. Yeah. He's like, that was the life, man. The chicks, the parties, That's right, amps yeah. cranked up to about a bajillion decibels. But it, it, it was uh, the music was so loud. They said it damaged my hearing. But I have no regrets, though, except for the 80s. <laughs> Dude, he just stole the show right there. He really did. He really did. He crushes it, dude. He's so and uh, so funny. So I, I got to believe there's extra scenes in this movie where he is more involved with the team because he's, he's, he's in the limo throughout the movie. He's driving the limo and yeah. you see him. Um, I think so. I think it's just the championship game. I'm trying to remember. He's like um, running on the ice with them. He's always in the bench. I think he's not always on the bench. He's, oh, really? on, he's on the bench for the championship game though, um, for sure. Which that le- leads me to believe, and he's got his own fucking jersey that he's wearing on the bench in the championship game. That leads me to believe that he was more involved than the final cut of the movie. Like there was, there's, there's got to be some scenes where he's at, he's helping at practice or doing something, you know. 
you yeah. would figure because it, it's like literally just the the um the limo scenes there's one scene i forget exactly what scene it is but there's a scene where he's like running around with them on the ice yeah. or something and then he's on the bench for the championship game and it's like why why is the fucking limo driver on the bench of the champ for the championship game if he if he wasn't more involved you know like it was yeah. just such a weird thing to see him randomly pop up on the bench so i gotta believe there's more scenes with mc ganey like with the kids or, or at practice or and then they just got cut but yeah yeah it's, you gotta um, love mc ganey the <laughs> My favorite is, and we can, t- we'll talk about it later, but my favorite favorite is when he's uh, dangling Peter upside down. <laughs> yeah. Well, Peter's eating his, his bag of candy. <laughs> oh, dude, don't, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll get into that. We'll, well get no, into that. As someone who's very fucking, sensitive about he's got my candy. A, he's just got a bag of candy in his glove box. <laughs> dude, I love candy. So we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So, but, and, and so it just kind of ends with like Bombay being super pissed and mumbling to himself. And then MC Gamey, um, I can't remember what his name is in the show. Oh, Lewis. His name's Lewis in the, yeah, in yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, Lewis is just like cracking up to himself because he's just like, oh, God, this fucking Moyers, what a prick. You know, yeah. like just cracking up to himself as he's talking. And then it cuts scenes from the limo to a, to a part of the movie that I always forget is a part of this movie. And it's our boy Carp all up in the dumpster. Oh, the the poop the poop dollar, dude. I, yeah, dude. I'm, the original poop dollar. I was I was gonna ask. Do you think this is the first, the first? Because it's obviously not the original. But somebody did the poop dollar before this. But do you think that this is the first time the poop dollar was captured on film? I honestly think so because, okay. like, th- I feel like this is where the poop dollar hit mainstream. Yeah. Like that was more of like an underground type of joke that you and your boys would do, you know, like maybe on one of the side streets, yeah, you know, maybe sure. an alley or yeah. something. But uh, this this is where the poop dollar became. Yeah. I, I, I have to I have to believe it's the first poop dollar captured on film. And if anybody has uh, confirmation one way or the other, um, please send it our way. I would love to I would love to figure that out. Yeah. And so and so carp finds a purse. He's super excited, but as he's he's, he's, hopping, he's dumpster diving. He's dumpster and, diving. Did you, so I had the, the subtitles on. And did you hear what Averman says when he comes out? Yes, <laughs> yes. I was just about to get into it. Dumpster Dave comes through. It's lovely carpet goes with your eyes. Yeah, I love that. I love that he calls him Dumpster Dave. Oh, which, dude, which I, I never crushes this. I never like, realized. I never realized Carp. Uh, Carp's first name was Dave. Yeah, I, 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 Dave Carp. I totally. Well, I think his, I think his, I think his last name's Carp Men, isn't it? And yeah, they just it's, call it's him Carp, Carp for short. Yeah, like Dave, yeah, Dave Cartman. Yeah, I, I was all I get. Oh wait, about no, is no, like never mind. The, the, the credits, the credits say just Carp, D- Dave Carp. So oh, there you go. My bad. But uh, but anyways, yeah, Averman is hilarious throughout this this first chunk of the movie um and then Peter oh, he's, starts. He's, I, I got a lot of averman thoughts uh when we get to the first practice uh oh he, I, he crushes it oh yeah i've got it perfectly quoted i'm gonna i'm gonna make you let me read it through <laughs> okay okay so stay tuned um <laughs> but yeah so then so then peter is like fucking with carp and being like you're gonna let averman talk shit like that and then carp's like uh, yeah, so he's Peter, gonna beat your ass. <laughs> Peter does that multiple times in the movie where somebody makes fun of Carp, and Carp is just like not so nonchalant to it at first until Peter's like, 
Are you gonna you gonna let them do that? And then Cart freaks out. Dude, Peter is the worst. Peter like, fucking small, sucks, dude. Peter fucking guy, sucks. He has small guy syndrome, and he's an instigator. And, it's and his like his two outfits of the worst are ever. so fucking lame. They're just so nice. They're, they're so like the, the outfits in this in this whole movie are, are fucking amazing. They're so it. good. Except yeah, Peter 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 fucking sucks. Peter sucks. Wow. All right. So so Peter is your new Coob right now. No 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 I'm no. Because I I, I I liked Coob the character. He just he was the terrible goalie for the first fucking uh, eight episodes. Yeah. Um, Peter as a character sucks. He's. I, I don't and I I honestly don't know how good Peter is at hockey because I don't think they ever show him playing hockey. No, he's just he's riding the pine. He's got that short man syndrome. He's yeah. fine, but, he's but then a, Charlie comes running in and we get Charlie with a can of chili. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> and then carp carp whistles for Petey, the stray dog, and they feed him the chili. I mean, this is great, right? Like they're yeah. feeding they feed the dog the chili and then they're following him around with the well, purse. And they're, they're following take a shit. So so it's nineteen ninety-two. These kids are ten years old. And they are wandering around the streets of downtown Minneapolis yes. by themselves. Dumpster diving. Dumpster diving. They're, the, the stores they're walking by in that scene where they're following the dog, they're, they're walking by a, a, a billiard and cigarette hall. They walk by like a weird, like, a, like it was like a tarot. I think it was like a tarot fortune reader or some kind of oh, store. Oh, God. The 90s like, were the, the best, dude. Just, kids just, were tough because we had to be. <laughs> See the you were either tough or you died. <laughs> but yeah, just wandering around the mean streets of Minneapolis all by themselves in the in the winter. Oh yeah. god. And I did you wait, hold on. Before we like when they were following the dog around, did you we both have dogs? Did you have like flashbacks to dog walks of like just waiting for, for Flapjack to take a dump? Because <sighs> Jenkins is the worst. Like he'll he'll sniff like every piece of grass in the entire apartment complex and he'll like fake you out while he's mm-hmm. doing it. He'll like like you'll you'll like pull the poop bag out, like you'll get like, gearing up and he'll like sniff something and it'll be off and he'll be like, nope. And then it'll be another fucking 20 minutes of sniffing around. And they'll be like, kind of like every time he has to find like the most exact perfect spot. It just, it's fine. You know, he's a dog and I want to give him that Flap- space, but it really yeah. drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> Flapjack, Flapjack is the fucking worst out of dude. The f- really? It drives me fucking crazy because he's, he's very, I don't know what the proper term is, but he gets distracted real easy. So if I, yeah. and I, I don't have like, I don't have a backyard I can let him out into. So I have to take him out out front, and so I take him out front. And there's two, so there's so he he just gets real distracted real easy to where if something catches his attention, he completely forgets that he has to go to the bathroom, you oh. know. So like, well, we'll I'll go outside. He'll pee, and then he'll be like getting ready to go, to take a dump or whatever. And you know, a neighbor will come out, or there's like two stray cats that are roaming around our neighborhood. So they'll pop up, and he'll get distracted there, and then just completely forget that he has to go to the bathroom. And it's like, so they're sitting out there for like 30 minutes and it's like, motherfucker, go to the goddamn bathroom. And I can't, I might, I'm sure my neighbors hate me because there's been countless times where I'm just sitting out front and I'm like yelling at him, like flapjack, go to the fucking bathroom, dude. I love it. I love it. I knew this. I knew this might trigger. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> I love flapjack though. He's, 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 he's an asshole, but he's, he's, he's good. He's, oh yeah. He's, and like, he's my asshole. You know? You, and you don't like you get frustrated because you're just like, come on, dude. But like, you know, like they got to work well, it out. And, just like, like 90, force a good thing. 90% of it is uh, is my fault. 90% of it is 100% my fault. 
<laughs> because so great, great Matt. The the re- the reason I usually the what leads to me like yelling at him to go to the bathroom is because I timed my morning terribly, and I'm like, I need to to be doing something. Like I need to like hop on a work meeting or I need to like, you know, log in and send an email in One like those guys in like five minutes. And I just like, for whatever reason, didn't think to take him out until that moment. And so then it's like, come on, dude, I got, I have something I need to fucking do. You need to go to the bathroom. You know? Uh, I love it. So we've got the origination of the poop dollar. The kids are carrying the purse back down the street. It's it. They're holding it out. It's, it's kind of a funny scene as they're like, taking their nose so they put it out they they stick the dollar bill kind of facing out of the purse they're so they, behind the car they leave this in the weirdest spot i think and they yeah. leave it in a weird spot and the the fact that the guy who sees it even saw it in the first place is astonishing yeah but not only does he stop to pick it up he just quickly grabs the purse looks around hops back in the car mm-hmm. and the kids make the mistake of because he takes off and so the kids go running out and then he throws it and they burst out laughing and he sees them in his rear view mirror yes yeah so yeah so they they drop it on the side of a road on like a snow little bank yeah um and the dude's driving and he's driving like a like a crazy like uh it's like a red i forget what car it was but it's like a red like shitty little sports car he's he's driving and he's i don't know how he sees it on the side so he stops he goes, he picks up the do- he picks up the purse, puts the dollar back in the purse, closes the purse, and then walk like walks around, gets in his car, and starts to leave. And he makes it a couple feet. Like he, yeah. he, he starts driving, and then you you just he I guess he, they don't show this, but he he opens the purse, I guess, yeah. sees that it's just a, a purse of shit, yeah. and then he throws, whips it out the window. Whips it out the window, and that's when they like wander out and they're like, Oh my, well, I think Pete doesn't Peter. Because they, they were expecting he's him like, to oh just, my god, he's taking off with it. Yeah, like, they were expecting him to deserves. open it right away. Yeah, and be like, oh shit. They thought they would like keep their dollar because he would just be like, Oh, oh my god, there's dog shit in this purse. It smells like they were holding it out because it smelled so bad. Yeah, so they so they were expecting him to just like open it, throw it, and then run away. But he brings it into his car and then whips it out the window. And so there, Car- yeah, Carp says, I, uh, or Peter says, this guy get, is, gets what he fucking deserves. He doesn't, yeah. say, he doesn't say fucking, but. Um, I can't believe that he whips it around and starts chasing them. And then mm-hmm. not only starts chasing them, jumps out so of this, his car to chase them on foot through like back alleys and yeah. construction sites. Like yeah. what? What and is this, the point of this in this movie? Like yeah, I don't it's understand. It's so fucking the stupid. Uh, like, and and the for the chase for the chase scene, they speed it up so it's like yeah. that comical like nineties like everything. And then they got yeah, the like, weird sound effects. I know. I was a little disappointed they didn't play like yakety sax in the background. You know. Oh my god! And then and then it's super nineties too because he slips on the board and then he racks himself. Yeah. And and then and then falls over into some mud yeah and and then the kids celebrate on the rooftop and i had i pointed out he had this like massive gold chain on did you notice that so he was wearing he was a massive gold chain he had a like a giant a a tams and like a giant like puffy jacket and then i believe so i couldn't quite see but i believe he was wearing like a uh like a los angeles raiders hat um like the the black and silver um like baseball cap the, for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, in 92, when 
Yeah, they would have been Los Angeles then, right? I forget exactly when they were Los Angeles versus Oakland. But, yeah, I can't remember. I just I just noticed his chain. Yeah, he had the gold chain, and I believe it was like a I believe it was a, a Raiders um baseball hat that he had on yeah. as well. And then yeah, right. t- Tim's and the puffy jacket. The fact he, that he chased them down those alleys and stuff like yeah. what a psycho. <laughs> He's like hopping fences, running yeah. through, running through like little fucking concrete tubes. <laughs> yeah, like why is he doing all this? Like they got you with the poop dollar. Move on. <laughs> you know, can't, can't, can't let him win. He can't let him win. I guess, but so he, anyways, he, was, he was probably a hawk. That's what it, he was probably yeah, a hawk. That was, that was just a weird scene for them to just draw. That's our introduction into to the, yeah, that's the first half scene the ducks. Half the, that's the first scene with half the kids. And it's just so, I guess it's just setting them up as like district five, kind of like you like, know, they're on their own, they're yeah, a little rougher shit. around the edges, yeah, yeah. you know. Kids, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so Bombay's back in the limbo with uh, with MC Ganey just for a little bit as they're driving up to the ice. And he's like, well, where is it? He's like, well, look for a sign that says personal hell. <laughs> he's like, I, I hate kids. They're barely even human. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just really setting the tone for how Bombay is going to approach this first practice. And so they, they pull up to the pond in the limo and they see the kids out there. They're playing some shimmy, right? Is that way? Yep. Yeah, shimmy, some pickup. Yeah, I'm a fucking hockey guy now, dude. Or not, not shimmy, shinny. Shinny, damn it! Yep. I was so close to being a hockey guy. Um, I'll get there. <laughs> I'll get there. I'm, I'm, I'm getting close. Um, but everyone's just like falling all over the place, and then yeah. they do. They go to a uh, Goldberg in the net, and this is awesome. <laughs> this is and this is the best Goldberg because so uh, Terry, uh, who's Jesse's brother, Terry Hall, is uh, shooting pucks and goldberg's not doing anything he's just like fucking leaving and he's he's like yelling at goldberg he's like can you at least try to stop a puck i get i'm so tired of chasing after them and then uh and and like goldberg's like pleading with them like hey buddy come on let's talk about this right like like pleading like just please come on man and he's like Um, that he's like whoa but that one almost hit me (laughs) charlie goes yeah, Goldberg, you're the goalie. It's supposed to hit you. And then and this go- is your favorite line. This yeah. is your favorite line. Just, does that sound crazy to anybody else? <laughs> does that sound stupid to anybody else? Yeah, does that sound well, stupid yeah. to anybody else? That's what you you brought that up in uh when, when we were talking about Kub as the goalie, because you need someone that's not afraid to take a puck to the dome. Yeah, being a being uh, a hockey goalie requires a little a little insanity, you know. So and and then and then Bombay is they're pulling up and they're like stopping and Bombay they is like, good a, God. They think he's a fucking drug dealer when yeah, he pulls they, up in the limo. Well, he's like, good God, that's the hockey team. Just yeah. like son of a bitch. This is gonna be and I love that. Like they all approach it, like Jesse gets Jesse out. has them all behind him, and yeah. they're they're like talking about that's how a drug-free zone. Yeah, you're in the wrong hood, bro. I said, do you remember Dare? Like the lion yeah. from Dare? That didn't work, but it's yeah. it's fun to it's fun to think about. And I do you remember what Jesse what? says to Bombay? I, I um, have it verbatim. It's it's a great, it's great. He goes, I'm going to let you uh, get your sorry vanilla booty out of here right now before booty, we start yeah. using your eyeballs for hockey pucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesse got him. Yeah, but yeah, they think he's a drug dealer. And they, uh, yeah, Jesse, I mean, good for them. Drug-free zone. Good, yeah. for, good for them. I, you know? I'm proud of them, honestly. Yeah. Like, they showed him as, like, little street kids, but they were shutting him down. And I like that Bombay's like, thanks, bro, but yeah. uh, got business to take care of here. And then he reaches in. <laughs> and, 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 uh, they all think it's a gun. Averman's like, 
he's got a gun. Stand back. And everyone's like, get out of here. Um, and then he's like, District 5, I'm your new hockey coach. And they're like, yeah, right, dude. He's like, afraid so, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love it. He's like, um, he just lists three names. He's like, Averman, Dave, Conway, Charlie, Hall, Terry. Now, here's the long and short of it. I hate hockey and I don't like kids. <laughs> Oh, great line. <laughs> and great I line. love that they brought that back for the Game Changers uh, and TV series. That was excellent. Oh, and, and Peter's well, response, like, was that supposed to be a pep talk? Yeah. So speaking of, of lines they brought back for Game Changers, sorry to go back a little bit, but yeah. if we go back to, because this, this cracked me up. Um, so if you go back to the scene where right after the court hearing for his DUI and Bombay's late at night in the office and Ducksworth comes in, Bombay goes, Oh, Mr. Ducksworth, what are you doing here? And Mr. Ducksworth reply, he, he replies, I own the place, which is an exact quote from Game Changers. Uh, uh-huh. is, it, is it the second, I forget what, second or third episode when uh, Alex, Alex is sitting in the ice palace at night and then Bombay comes out for his solo skate and she's like, oh, what are you doing here? He goes, I own the place. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if that was a, I don't know if that was a deliberate uh, exact quote, but. I like to think it is. Yeah. Anyway, um, back to the drug-free zone. Anyways, so we're in the drug-free zone, um, and and he uh, he he gives them the long and the short of it, uh, and then and then he says, you know, this I'm sure this will be a real bonding experience. Maybe one day one of you will write a book about it in jail. Yeah. <laughs> I thought was, kids are like, "Fuck you, man." Like, don't talk to us like that. Yeah. I thought that was, and then he's like, "Is there a goalie?" Do you remember yeah. that goal? Goldberg's like, "Only for a little while, and move it back to Philly." Yeah. So I so what I think happened there because Goldberg doesn't move back to Philly. Um, he stays the whole se- the whole uh, the whole season here. So I because and he so Goldberg does not want to be the goalie. He makes that no. very clear. He's like, "I don't want to be the fucking goalie." So I think my thinking was brand new coach, right? comes in and he asks if there's a goalie and it's not Goldberg's he's wearing like a goalie mask and he's got a goalie stick. You can't be like, no, there's no fucking goalie here. Yeah. So what he does is he goes, I'm only here for a little while. Cause I'm moving back to Philly. My thinking is he says, I'm only here for a little while in hopes that Bombay will be like, well, okay, let's find a, a full time. Yeah. Let's, let's find, get someone else. And like, then he just gets out of being goalie. I think that's what he was trying to do there. Cause he never, he never moves. I think they no. touched. I think they mention it at the beginning of the second one where he's like, oh, yeah, my parents just decided not to move or some shit like that, like a quick oh, little nice. line. But I don't think they were ever I don't think they were ever planning on moving. Yeah. And then and then Bombay shoes him out onto the ice and Averman's like, just so you know, we really suck. <laughs> Is that when he goes, well, I'll be the judge of that. And then yeah. like two seconds later, he's like, oh, yeah, you guys fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, it literally was like, yeah, it took all of one second for him to to come to the realization that they suck. Um, and, and so the music builds and then it comes to my favorite part mm-hmm. of this whole thing. Are you ready for this? Ready. Go for it. The peep Meister, Mr. Rabble Rouser, passing the puck over to Jesse Rooney, the enforcer. And then he gets hit. And so he's like, ouch, that hurt. And then he's like, Oh, the Connie Meister. And then she levels him and, and he's like the velvet hammer. Yes. So I was, I loved the nickname. So Connie, he calls the velvet hammer. Amazing. I, so, and then but Pete, 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 Mr. Rabble Rouser. 
That's why right. he's always talking shit. He yeah. is the rabble rouser. And 100%. then Je- Jesse, the enforcer, which makes sense because he was, he's, you know, you know, defending them yeah. against the drug dealer. And I, and, and Connie dropped the elbow that she taught to Maya Moore. Yeah. 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 I love that. I, and, and so Connie is like, that, that was a great, like Averman is, is just a gem in yeah. this what first a, part. What a sick ass fucking nickname too, though. The velvet hammer, the velvet hammer. Dude, you're the people. Connie is very underrated in this movie. And like, did you? Yes. We'll, we'll talk her uh, her gear in that first game. We'll talk about it when we get all there the, eventually. But oh man, all the gear is ridiculous. Her, her helmet I, has a peace sign on the front of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so excellent. I love like, that. And then I love that they are all just wearing shit they brought from home, and then they just like. I don't know if it was like tape or if they wrote it on like there. It was like pens. Yeah. It just, they just wrote D five on all the shirts. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. And Connie's is sparkly. Yeah. So ridiculous. Um, and so she goes <laughs> over to Bombay and this is great. A great interactions too. And she's like, do you play? And um, he's just like, yeah, whatever. What, what's our record? And she's like, Oh, and nine. Oh, and nine. Um, one was pretty close. We only lost by five. And we almost scored. And they almost scored, and he is just like, oh, shit. And so then the rest of the team starts to, like, come over to him. And this is – I love this part, too. This always (laughs) cracked up my dad. Like, my dad just would laugh so hard at this part where he's like – where the team gathers around. He's like, all right, so what do we do now, coach? He's like, well, what did your old coach tell you to do? Like, yeah, he just yelled a lot until he hurt his arm. (laughs) And then Pete does the reenactment. Oh, he's like, oh. you, you bastards! Where did you learn bastards so much? Yeah, you <laughs> suck! You skate, you little bastard! <laughs> and he like fakes the heart attack, and he's what a terrible screaming. coach! Just screaming bastards at these ten-year-old yeah, kids, screaming, calling you skate, you little <laughs> bastards! Like, come on, man, that's so funny! And then Bumpy's like, son of a bitch! It's a heart. He died of a heart attack. <laughs> In front of the kids. Yeah. That's a traumatic life experience. They watched their last coach have a heart attack. Well, they, they, they clearly didn't realize that it was a heart attack. Yeah, but, his arm. Oh, that was awesome. I loved Amazing. everything about that. Um, so Bombay's like, oh, <laughs> shit. Go like you, you, you versus you, you and you, you four. <laughs> Go play. And then he's yeah. going to. God, he's like so, so the worst. This is a very Stephanie part where he's like, I'm going to go make a phone call. I'm going to script. You guys keep scrimmaging. And that's where they're like, oh, we have names. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm sure you do. I bet they're very nice names. I might even learn them. But for now, I'll be in my office. Yeah. And then he tells them to fax him. If you need yeah. me, fax me. <laughs> and they're like every single one. And then and then Averman comes back again. So this, so this, good. this oh. is what I, this is what I wanted to talk about with Averman. First of all, the, the, the Velvet Hammer nickname was fantastic. But then this. Because yeah. so he goes, so Bombay goes into the limo and then Averman's talking to Connie and they're skating back and he goes, well, g- give me the exact quote. You got the exact quote on you? Yeah. He goes, geez, what a jerk. Where do they find these coaches anyways? We're impressionable kids, right? Shouldn't we check his qualifications? Is yeah. Shouldn't we yeah. check his Which, qualifications? Yes. Why is nobody checking his qualifications? <laughs> the dude just got arrested for a DUI. Why are we making him and, the coach? In reckless endangerment. Yeah. Why is he so in charge of children? He has an outstanding reckless endangerment charge, and then he recklessly endangers the lives of all these children by driving them in a limo on the ice. <laughs> like, it's just 
you, you're right. Like his qualifications are terrifying. And Charlie's mom had every right to be pissed. But of course, his kids were like, geez, Charlie's mom, what a fun sponge. Yeah. You know, she just sucks the fun right out of here. <laughs> well, Sorry. I love I love Averman's line so much. He's like, yes, we somebody should be checking his qualifications. But yes, you are impressionable kids. He shouldn't he shouldn't look like a drug dealer in a limo pulling up. Yeah. Oh, that's great stuff. Um, and so Bombay's in the car, uh, call, talking to Jeannie on the phone. Bad um, mouth and Jane. Poor bad Jane. mouth and Jane talking shit. He does a great spit take though. Emilio yeah, does. does a really good spit take there. Um, did you uh, with with the subtitles on? Did you see that in the background? Goldberg yelled. Uh, one, two, two three, charge. three, charge. Yeah. Like I never noticed that until I uh, watched it with subtitles on. And so they're attacking the limo, and I love they're like blowing on the windows. Yeah, they're like stuff. doing like, raspberries yeah. on the windows, and, like, oh, climbing on top, <laughs> shaking it, and Bombay is like screaming at them, "Get off the car, little attack. monkeys!" Yeah, <laughs> um, and and then they start uh, jumping in the car. Jesse grabs the phone takes it away from him. Peter starts the rivalry with, with Lewis about taking the candy. Uh, yeah. as, as they start, do you hear what Lewis says though? As they start the, we want to ride chant. He's like, he, he turns to Bombay and he goes, sir, I can kill one of them just to set an example. <laughs> yes. I, oh man. He just, that was excellent. Like that MC was so, Ganey, bro. just Ganey. absolutely so funny. And so he's just like, uh, not not yet, Lewis. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I love too, Bombay. It's like not yet, man. Uh, yeah. Just do it. Take him for a spin. Do anything. Like I don't give a shit. Um, and so they. I love that they're driving around on the ice too. And did you see the people just like casually strolling in the background? Just yeah, well, because the, the the pond's in the middle of a park, so there's like a yeah. playground in the background. Yeah, there's people <laughs> walking a, strollers, and, and there's just like a limo <laughs> in the middle of the ice. You know. Oh man. And, and so, um, they're in there. Uh, Peter is still stealing candy. There's a little bit of tension. Mm -hmm. Um, Connie says she feels like Madonna. Mm -hmm. Averman uh, mentions that it can seat 10 comfortably. (laughs) You saw that Lewis is, uh, and then Lewis grabs Peter and starts strangling him and growling at him. While he's driving driving on the ice. ice. Like this is just the most absurd scene. And then all of a sudden we get, um, we get gold. We get everyone sniffing the air. And this is like super 90s stuff too. So we're sniffing the air. And then all of a sudden Goldberg. Yep. And then he's like, it wasn't me and Bombay's like yelling at him. Young man, what'd you eat? <laughs> um, Do you think it was Goldberg though? We don't get any confirmation. It's, it was 100% Goldberg. And he needs to own I don't know. Shit. It was either yeah. Goldberg or Connie because yeah. whoever smelt whoever it, smelt dealt it, it, dealt it, dude. And I would not, I mean, that is, I would not be surprised. Connie's in there with a whole bunch of boys, might feel a little bit embarrassed for breaking wind that is so smelly. And she was the first one that smelt it. So there's a very good chance that she was, in fact, the one that dealt it. Mm-hmm. I'm That's a conspiracy that, theory. You heard it yeah. here first. Connie I, was actually I, the one who farted in yeah. the limo. Yeah. That, and that, that's the perfect time. If you're a girl, that's the perfect time to, to rip one. Is when you're surrounded by guys, because then you, yeah, you just play dumb and you blame it on them. Just it's it's easy because <laughs> n- none of them are going to turn around and be like, no, that was you, Connie. You know, that would be very rude of them. 
I, I felt the upholstery vibrate. That shit was you, Connie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Guy and Connie met. <laughs> no, so, but then, then Charlie pops up and he's like, oh my God, it's my mom. She looks pissed. Do you, do you see what Bombay does when he says he that? He just shoves, Bom- so, he just shoves so Char- Charlie to the ground. Charlie like pops up in front of Bombay and goes, oh shit, that's my mom. And Bombay Hearing that there's a mom coming, he's like, I need to get my eyes on this. So he grabs Charlie by the side of the face and fucking throws him down out of his view so he can look at his mom. Oh, so amazing. It is, it is a beautiful, beautiful moment. Yeah. But so, so that's when we get, so his mom comes running out on the ice, Casey Conway, Mrs. Yeah. Casey Conway, or Miss Casey Conway, because she's single, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so she comes out uh, and she starts yelling at Bombay. And I love the scene. Do you do you have what she says? Because she has some just nonsense fucking lines that she gives. Um, oh, I, I didn't write down the okay. exact the so exact. I, it just, I, I have, I just put, it's it's like no matter how comfortable you are with it, uh, that's yes. my kid. Because she goes, she's yelling at Bombay, and she's like, "How could you take these kids out on the ice?" And Bombay is like, "I I know the ice. The ice isn't gonna break." I've, I and she's I like, just "How know?" Yeah, she's like, "How the fuck do you know?" And he's like, "I just know." And so she goes, "This is what she goes." Well, I don't care how comfortable you are. I don't care. She, I forget the exact quote, but she says something along the lines of, "I don't care how in tune you are with the ice universe." She calls it the ice universe. Wait, wait, I've. Oh, well, listen, Mr. Zen Master, you may be in tune with the ice universe, but when it comes to my kid, I just know doesn't cut it. Yes. I was at the wrong part of my notes. I got you. I love, I love that she called it the ice universe. <laughs> it's Mr. Zen Master in tune with the ice universe. But like, could you imagine if the limo goes through the ice? That's oh, like dude. a Minnesota state tragedy. Like, I'm not- <laughs> oh, like that is bad. That's like 15, 10 year old kids that died in a limo <laughs> and drowned. Like that's fucking crazy. Um, but while they're just, she's yelling they're just, at him, they're just district five kids. Wouldn't be that big of a loss. Just yeah. fucking street kids. We saw it earlier. Dumpster diving kids. Yeah. Um, D- dumpster all, Dave. <laughs> and then, and then it pans out and it shows Lewis yelling and screaming at at uh at peter dangling he's him got him down. By, by one leg he's holding him up just dangling yeah and then his, his bag of candy is just spilling out on the, onto the ice oh and this is where like it looked like there were some jolly ranchers maybe some Werther's originals it was a great bag of candy gra- like some of those grandma strawberries maybe mm-hmm. some you know like some some uh top of the line uh caramels and stuff oh yeah man like it looked like some good caramel i would i would have i would have taken out peter for that fucking candy oh i would have i would have punched him i would have punched him in the face for eating my candy no question about it good god you would have broke his jaw and then you're in prison you're not even coaching hockey with bombay i'm not i'm not in prison you think fucking peter's there's no way brother there's no way peter's parents are coherent enough to have like press charges against me, you know. There's like a ninety percent chance that Peter has just there's a present parents that are there's a ninety percent chance that he lives in a dumpster. Wow, poor Peter, dude, you're starting to make me feel sorry for him. Have you seen the kid? <laughs> <laughs> Looks a little rough, but do you do you <laughs> like that? Uh, the Bombay's like, well, I guess practice is over. <laughs> we got busted <laughs> driving on the ice, and then Charlie's like, sorry, my mom ruined it, guys. It's like, <laughs> 
yes, of course she ruined it. Like that's very dangerous. <laughs> um, and then it ends in the most insane way possible. And this is where we're going to wrap things up uh, here at the 19 minute mark. But um, coach, you going to be at the game tomorrow. Yes. And, and then Bombay goes, you know, by, by, the, by the order of the state of Minnesota. Yeah. Yes. But just so my, so you can, so the, so the previous coach died of a heart attack. Right. And he was screaming bastards at everybody. I'm imagining they probably had an, a, another coach or two, probably somewhere along the lines, right? You know, that, the guy screaming bastards and having heart attacks probably hasn't been their coach forever. But you can tell how bad of a history they have with coaches where Charlie has to ask his coach if he's going to be at the game tomorrow. Yeah. And Why, when, when, would you, when would your coach ever not show up? So, or in some sort of health scare, you know, like a heart attack. But <laughs> so they have trauma from coaches not showing up, but then they witnessed to, one almost die. And then <laughs> to to kind of like just really devastate any potential trust, Bombay just lets them know straight up. I would not be here and I would not be coaching you if I wasn't ordered by the state of Minnesota. Yeah. And like, like real. That's like because uh, Connie brings that up in in the the episode six of Game Changers when they have the little reunion show and Bombay's being an asshole and flaking out because he didn't get invited to the gala, you know. And Connie's just like, "Is it going to take another court order for you to for you to hang out with us, Bombay?" So you know, there's there's still still to this day feeling that that trauma. Yeah, that is absolutely insane. That they had to that they had to ask that. So, anyways, that just goes to show you how bad of a place Bombay is in. the The sparkle of the Minnesota Miracle Man has not yet gleamed in his. No, life. we're we're we are a long way from from Coach Bombay. We're still alcoholic DUI Bombay for sure. Yeah, you and know? it's just you hate it, to see it, but it's it, the origin right. of a of a troubled Bombay. The origin of troubled so, Bombay. To get it's the the story of the phoenix, you know we got we got to hit rock bottom before we can rise up. Yep, we're in those ashes right now, but we're gearing up for that rise. Yes. We're getting close. We're on the cusp. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A quick message from our friends at Broken Forest Collective. Built on a passion for small batch and handcrafted products, Broken Forest provides high-quality casual wear and lifestyle goods that are American-made and built to outlast the fast fashion trends. They also plant a tree in Boulder, Colorado for every product sold. Visit BrokenForestCo.com and use the code CAKEEATERS15 for 15% off your order. Okay, everyone, that's all for the show today. Uh, so we're stopping right around the 19-minute mark. Um, and then for part two, we're going to be covering the movie from minutes 19 to 42. Uh, so please make sure to join us in two weeks for that part two. Uh, that's where we're going to continue our detailed breakdown of one of the greatest movies of the 90s. 
the Mighty Ducks. Yes. Stay with us. Make sure you follow along on uh, on Instagram at the Cake Eaters Pod. Shoot us an email, the Cake Eaters Pod at gmail.com. Make sure you hit subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you do. That way you can you can get the, the notifications right when the episodes drop. Absolutely. Stick with us, folks. This is going to be a beautiful movie. Yep. Looking forward to part two. Woo! Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to follow and like us on Instagram at the Cake Eaters Pod, on Twitter at the Cake Eaters. Also, reach out to us via email, thecakeeaterspod at gmail.com, or visit our website, thecakeeaterspod.com.